Thanks for checking in on this podcast. You are about to hear an inspirational teaching from Caris Ministries. If God has used this ministry to bless you in any way, please take a moment and write to us at amenatcaris.org. We are always inspired and blessed to hear how God is blessing people all over the world through what he is doing here at Caris. Also, if you would like to support this ministry financially, you can do so online at caris.org so we can continue making podcasts such as this available free of charge. Amen. Last, last two weeks I spoke about the economy of God. Last week I spoke about the um, stones for the building of God's house. And the, the key points in those two messages is that God, in, God has always, and God's desire, someone here with me, God's desire is to have a home on earth. God's desire is to have a house, sorry, it's more house, on earth. That's God's desire. So Jacob's first encounter with God, when he woke up, the first thing he said is, was, this is none other but the house of God, and it's the gate of heaven. The house of God is the gate of heaven. And I explained that God builds according to um, 1 Kings 6, 7. God's house is built with stones. The temple, when it was being built, was built with what? Was built with what? It's on the screen. And the temple, when it was being built, was built with stones, not bricks. God never uses bricks. God always uses stones. So to build the temple which was the dwelling of God amongst his people, okay, the temple, it used to be tabernacle to house God within his people because do you know God's favorite spot, his favorite rendezvous is within his people. So if you go, if you want to find God, go amongst his people. So in Israel, the 12 tribes, three on the left, three on the right, or east, west, three in the north, and three in the south. Why? South of what? North of what? West of what? The tabernacle. And so the tabernacle which signified and represented the presence of God amongst his people was pitched within and the tents were built around. The settlements, the camps were built around the tabernacle. God trying to, God making us know that we have to build our lives around our worship. I'm trying to bring our attention to how God actually does things in God's perspective. Because you see, it's always good to know the government's policy about the grant. It will help you get an advantage. It's good to know the government's latest policy about the social housing. 
that will give you or put you in an advantage. In the same way, he said, as you relate with God, you must know God's position about certain things. Then that guarantees the blessing you enjoy. Some of us are praying for God to help us, but we are operating with a, a, a different system um, a, a different system from what the system God uses. So, it's important in church to understand how God, and I'm telling you that God's desire is that we build our lives around our worship. Not the other way around. Building your worship around your life. So you choose your job before you choose where you go to church. Thank God for parents who choose to live in certain neighborhoods because of the children's schools. Not because of their job, but because of the children's school. That's a good mother. That's a good father thinking ahead. So, God wants to be, oh, ooh. God has always desired to be in the center of his people. So, in Revelation chapter 21, verse 3, he said that, <laughs> the tabernacle, and I heard a, a loud voice from heaven saying, behold, the tabernacle, this word tabernacle means that the dwelling, the dwelling, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them. That's why God created us in his image, so that he can have something to fit into. He created us like him, so that he can just seamlessly slip into us without discomfort and disruption. So the tabernacle of God is with men and he will dwell with them and they shall be his people. God himself will be with them and be their God. That is God's plan. That's been always God's plan. So he told them, no, I am with you always to the end of the ages. In the book of Matthew 28, verse 19 and, 19 and 20, somewhere there. He said, Lo, go into the world and preach the gospel, and I'm with you to the end. So, God, they pitched their tent, and God was within the tabernacle because he always wanted to dwell amongst his people. And then, they had to build a temple. Oh. This is an interesting one, Pastor Frank. Listen to this. Listen to this. Jacob had an encounter with God. And when he woke up, he said, this is none other place but the house of God. He got God's attention. God said, God of Abraham, God of Isaac, but now I found Jacob, that's enough. I don't need a God of any anymore. Jacob is enough. And he said, now, through Jacob, ah, watch this, through Jacob, I can build my people. I can bring them forth. The thing was coming from Abraham, but couldn't settle. It came to Isaac, couldn't settle. It got to Jacob. Boom. Why? Jacob understood that God has a house. He's the first person in the Bible to, to use this phrase, the house of God. So he got God's attention. He said, now I can start my house. I can start the building work. So God chose Jacob and then raised the children of Israel 
went into Egypt, pulled them out of Egypt. And in the wilderness, because they have not gotten to the promised land, they couldn't settle. So in the wilderness, they were dwelling in tents, and then they built a tent for God's presence, which is called the tabernacle. So the tabernacle was a temporary structure to house God in the midst of his people. And so when they got to the land of promise, David settled and he built a nice house for himself. But he said to Nathan, look, I live in a nice house, a cedar house, but the ark of the covenant, which signifies the presence of God, lives in tent. No, let's build a permanent structure for him. And Nathan, in 1 Samuel chapter 7, told David, do, second Samuel, I'm sorry, do what is in your heart. And so David decided to start the building process. But God said, go and tell David, no, that's not my plan. David can't build me a house. And then he said, tell him, chapter 7, verse 12, 12, 13, and 14, he said, tell him that a son, I'll raise a son, and his son will build my house. That's why when Jesus Christ came, he loves it when people call him son of David. Because once you call him, oh, once you call him son of David, it's not just a covenant name, it's an identity that this is the one who will build the house. He's the builder of the house. According to Hebrews chapter 3 verse 6, according to Hebrews chapter 3 verse 6, he says that, but Christ as the son over his own house, whose house we are if we hold fast the confidence and the rejoicing of our hope firm to them. So Christ is the son over the house, and he is the builder of the In fact, verse, what does the five, verse 5 say? Go, go to the verse 5. And Moses indeed was faithful in all his house as a servant for the testimony of those things which would be spoken afterwards. So Moses, when God showed him to build the tabernacle, he was faithful. But he was a servant. But he said, as for Christ, he was the son. So Christ is the son of David in what sense? In the sense that he is the one who will build the house. But why must it be a big thing? Because God's plan has always been to have a house. So anyone who is going to build the house gets God's attention. Oh, get it? The main God's chief plan is to have a house. Now... Brexit means Brexit. So all the negotiations, it doesn't matter, give and take it, it must end in Brexit. That is what the British, the, the, the British, we, we, they voted for, so we've, all, all of, so the British won. <laughs> you understand that? So Brexit doesn't matter whether we are letting more people come in and some will leave uh, if, they have, if they have been here for more than five years, they can leave. And, uh, all those things are peripherals. The key thing is there must be Brexit. All right? So all the things that God started doing from Adam, Abel, Noah, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob was all though he was doing is to try and build a house. So when they, uh, I've said this over and over, which house is going to grow? Okay, am I getting somebody? Daniel, are you here with me? Don't sleep, okay. Which house is going to grow? The house will grow, watch this, it will grow to become a city. That there are people in the Bible from Genesis who attempted to build cities. 
God cleared them. They decided to build tower in the city of Babel, a tower to make name for themselves with bricks. God said, look at you. You are trying to copy me because there is always already, watch this, God finished before he starts, okay? So in heaven, uh, in eternity heaven with God, he has already the city. So Abraham was working towards the city of God. Bible says that in Hebrews chapter 11, Bible says that, verse 10, Hebrews 11, 10, Bible says he did dwell in tents. All right, let's all read it out from the script. Are you ready to read? Let's go, let's read it. As in a foreign country, dwelling in tents with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs of, of the same promise. Go to the next verse. For he waited for a city which has foundations, whose builder and maker, did you see that? Abraham was looking for a city. Look at verse, verse 13, particularly to 16, but let's say, these all men, okay, let's read it, let's go. These all died in faith, not having received the promise, but having seen them afar off, were assured of them, embraced them and confessed they were strangers and pilgrims on, on the earth. Go to the next verse. For those who say such things, declare plainly that, that they seek a homeland. The next one. And truly, if they had called to mind the country from which, let go ahead, yes, they would opportunity to return. That, that verse 16, look at verse 16, let's read it out, let's go. The heavenly country, okay. Did you see that? They desire a heavenly country, therefore God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he had prepared a city for them. Galatians, I think 4.26, I think so. Let's, Leslie, I think it should be 4.26. But the Jerusalem that is above is free. There is a heavenly Jerusalem. It is there. So these guys, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, particularly Abraham, his focus was on the heavenly city. So the cities that men built, then Pharaoh comes on the scene and builds the city of Ramesses. Built it, and the children of Israel were laboring to build with bricks, and then they made their work hard by giving them, making them make bricks without mortar. Why God doesn't build with bricks; He builds with stones. So, right in the Garden of Eden, in Genesis chapter two, verse twelve, there were stones in the garden. The only stone. Bible says that the God of the land was good. I like that phrase so much. <laughs> the God of the land was good. Bdellium and only stones were, uh, are there. Stones. So, back to what I'm saying. God has always had a program for a house. Say a house. Say a house. I need to finish this quickly before um, some people, I know some people, let me run to. So then, Jacob had a dream and he said, this is the house of God. Possibly, maybe his grandfather Abraham was house of God minded. Because this is none of that. It looks like they are all looking for it. So this is this, this, this house of God. God is here. Then they built the tabernacle. Then they settled in Canaan. And then when they settled in Canaan, David has a house. They all now building houses. And David said, My house is nicer, but the tent of God, the, the, the God, the ark of the covenant is in a tent. No, I need to build a house for it. And then God said, no, David, it's not for you. A son will do it. So by saying that Jesus is the son of David, you are saying that he is the house builder. And that, uh, that is one of his most 
favorite assignment. His actual assignment is come and build a house. Watch this. So, but the fact, huh, this is the good point. Are you listening to me? Listen to this. But the fact that it has entered the heart of David, God said, the fact that you have thought about my house, me, I'll build your house. Amen. Allow your children to love church. Amen. Most of us, we, our parents don't have any investment in the house of God. David, all his investment, you know what he did? Gold, diamond, everything, he gave it to the building of the house of God. He didn't leave anything for his son Solomon. He gave it to the house of God. And so Solomon came and built the temple. And then when he finished building the temple, God said, what can I do for you? He said, give me wisdom. God said, listen, I'll give you. He was the rich up to now. Nobody has beaten the record of Solomon when it comes to wealth. Someone whose father didn't leave anything for him, but left the building of God's house for him. He built it. God blessed him so much. Up to now, there's never nobody ever who was as wealthy as Solomon. That's what Bill Gates and... Who is the richest man now? Buffett. Warren Buffett. They are small boys. When it comes to Solomon's wealth, gold was cheap. In the countries of gold was cheap. Diamonds were on the floor. The Bible said gold was as common as silver in those days. In Solomon's reign, Queen of Sheba, had to, she was very prominent and wealthy. She had to travel to come and see these things. That this, is, this is strange. Why? Because there was a man whose father's intention was to build God a house. And so his natural son was so blessed. And he, his natural son came and built the temple. Okay? His natural son came and built the temple. But that's not the temple that God was actually talking about. But that's okay. Just to house the tabernacle. God's plan is not a temple. God's plan is a house. So according to Acts chapter 7 verse, I think 56, Acts 7, 56, there about, or 48 towards 56, it spoke about um, God does not dwell um, um, in temples made, yeah, 48. However, the most high does not dwell in temples made by hands. As, go to 46, let me show you something. Uh, I like going back on myself, you know. Okay, 45, 45, 45, 45, 45, just to, to lend credit to what I'm saying. Which of our, uh, uh, which our, our, our fathers, uh, having received it in turn, also brought with Joshua, that's the ark, into the land of, uh, sorry, into the land possessed by the Gentiles, whom God drove out before the face of our fathers until the days of David. Now watch this. So David comes into the question, okay? So God drove it until the days of, see what happened. The David who found favor before God and asked to find a dwelling place for the God of Jacob. So David was the first one said, can I, have, can I build you a house? Go to the next verse. But Solomon built him a house. So David was not the one to build. It was Solomon who God said, let Solomon build. Go to the next verse. However, the temple Solomon built is not the house. However, the Most High does not dwell in temples made by hands. God cannot live in it. His tabernacle can be there just as a representation of heaven in the midst, as I told you. He always wanted to dwell in the midst of his people. Stop saying so in these people. <laughs> hey. That's why I didn't want to come down. I didn't want to come down. 
Can I have a few minutes of your time? Yeah, yeah, I have to finish. Pastor, God always wanted to dwell in the midst of. So guess what? Where is God now? He's here. He said, where two or three are gathered in my name, there I am. Yes. He, never, he never promised himself that he would be committed to your room, being your room. No. He never. He said, but where two or three gather? As soon as it's more than one, and it's my people, I'm there. The gathering of the people. That's why he said in, 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 in the scriptures, in Joel 2, 32, 31, 2, he said, but on Mount Zion, there shall be deliverance. On Mount Zion, there shall be deliverance. Why? That's where God dwells. All right. So, 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 watch this. God does not dwell in the temples made by hands. All right, put it, no, the other one. Acts chapter 48. 48. 48. However, the most high, say the most high. The most high. I feel like preaching about the most high. However, the most high dwells, does not dwell in temples made by hands, as the prophet says. Watch this, go to the next verse. The heavens is my throne, and the earth is my footstool. What house will you build for me? Says the Lord, or what is the place of my rest? You can't, you can't do it for me. Go to the next verse. My hands has, uh, has my hand not made all these things. Go to the next verse. I want to show you something. Then he, he finished the message, begin to tell them that you stop on people. You listen to what God is doing, like your forefathers. So he started talking about when God called Abraham, chapter seven from verse one. This is Stephen before they stoned him. He started giving an account of the entire Old Testament. Our father Abraham used to live in the air of the Chaldeans, and God called from verse 1, 2, 3, 4. Stephen started from verse 1, 2, 3, 4, from verse 1, 2, 3, 4, Acts 7, from verse 1. And he said, verse 1, verse 1, verse 1. Then the high priest said, are, are these things so? So Stephen so had to begin to speak. Verse 2 now. Who is behind this thing? Then, and he said, brethren, uh, brethren and fathers, listen, the God of glory appeared to our father Abraham when he was in Mesopotamia before he, he dwelt in Haran. So now he began to give the record of the Old Testament. God called Abraham, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob. They went into slavery and God did, raised Moses, brought them out and all that, all, 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 and then he started. Then till David spoke about, he got to the land and David wanted to build him a house. The, the whole Old Testament was summarizing that. But after he finished, watch this, watch this. Someone must get this. Rise your feet, please, quickly. Say, yes, all of you rise your feet. If you can, just those. Rise there. Yes. So, um, Pastor Philip, stand here. This is a house of God. What's this? What's this? So, this is Abraham. So, God calls Abraham. That's the story Stephen was given. He calls Abraham, and then through Abraham, meanwhile, God's plan is this. So with this in mind, he called Abraham, he got Isaac, he got um, Jacob, and he, he raised the Israelites, so you can sit down. Israelites finished their job, and then he was working on them, and the Israelites settled finally in the house, and then when they settled in the house, they were, everything was doing so good till the days of David. Mm. And David said, God, can I build you a house? Where did 
a minute. None of these people spoke about my house. But all along, it's a house I've been thinking about. So David said, can I build you a house? And he said, look, you can't build a house. A son of yours will build a house. And so he, Solomon came to build a house, but that was the physical house. But the temple, but the actual house he was talking about, no human beings can build because God does not dwell in temple made by hands. So that house must not be made by hands. And so this house has always been here. Then one day, the son of David steps down from eternity into time. The son of David. He came and then he taught. He did miracles. That was all his initial assignment. His main purpose is to build God, raise the house for God. So he came and did all kinds of things, miracles, raised the dead. And then he himself said, now, John chapter 14, verse 1. He says that let not your heart be troubled. Believe in God, believe also in me. It's not about your problems he's talking about. It's about the house of God. Then go to the next verse. Give me an amplified in this version. All right. Then he said, in my father's Oh, get this. He said, in my father's house. So when he was addressing them, he had the house of God in mind. So he says that, don't let your heart be troubled. Just believe in God. For in my father's house, there are many dwelling places. If it was not so, I would have told you. Then he said, for I go to prepare a place. Really? Uh, it's a, for I go, uh, I'm going away to prepare a place for you. Mm-hmm. Verse 3. And when I go, I will make ready a place for you. And I will come back again and will take you. Huh. I will take you to myself that where I am. I grew up as a Christian thinking that he's talking about heaven, 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 heaven. It's true to an extent. In my father's house, there are many mansions there. In my father's house, in heaven, 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 heaven is my home. Heaven, it's true, it's true, it's true. But that one he was talking about, he was not talking about heaven. So now, I think it would be good as we do this research project, Mary, to look at what the house of God is. So it, is it there, is heaven, or is it some place on earth? Don't you think it's good to find out? Yes, so yes. Let, let's look at what he said in First Timothy chapter 3, verse 15. All right. Let's all read, uh, yes, let's all read from, let's go, from the screen, let's go. But if I am Conduct yourself where? Conduct yourself where? Which? So, so, Pastor Kobe, come please. So, this is the house of God. But he said, another name for the house of God is the church. Another name for the house of God is the church. That, ah, so when Jesus said, I'm going. He didn't say, I'm going to my father's house. Put it, John chapter 14. 
This is too much now. I have to. Verse, give me the normal verse. Uh, Amplify. In my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would tell I go to prepare a place for you. And listen to the, what you are saying. Look at verse 3. He said, and when, if I go and prepare a place for you, he didn't say when I finish. He said, if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself. Mm. That, we, uh, that where I am, there you also be. No, no human being could be part of God's house, no physical building, before the death of Jesus. So when he said, I am going, where was he going? He didn't say, I'm going to my father's house. I'm going. All right. Watch this. I go, I said, for if I go, verse 2, verse 2, verse 2, verse 2. Verse 2 again, please. He said, that I go to prepare a place for you. But where is he going? So they ask him, look at verse, verse 5. Verse 5. Thomas said, Lord, uh, I don't know, we, uh, we don't know where you are going. And how can we, you say we know the way? Where you are going, actually, we don't know. Then he said, I'm the way to where I'm going, the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except by me. Then Philip said, okay, you show us the Father and that's will be the I said, oh, have I always been with you? You don't know me. Now, when he said, watch this, I need to finish it. When he said, I am going, okay, when he said, I go to a place, there was a time, I've forgotten the reference, he told the Jews that I'm going and where I'm going, you cannot come. They said, oh, where is he going? Where is he going that we can Is he going to hang himself? Is he, is he going to Where is he going that we cannot come? They didn't know where he was going. He was going into death. To his, watch this. His death, he died. Okay? His dying prepared the place, made the room, and his resurrection. And in his resurrection, he brought us it says that, he said, when I go and prepare a place, when I go, I will come back to you. So when he resurrected, he came to his disciples and then we now, so wherever Jesus is, we are, do you know where he is? He's inside us in the church. Which, the church, which is the house of God. So where do we come in? What do you build the house of God with? With stones. So you, if you are born again, you, if you are born again, you, if you are born again, you become the building stones of God's house. Now, oh, wait, we've got my time. In Ephesians chapter 2, verse 21 and 22, please, you can sit down. Ephesians, it says that in whom the whole building is fitted together, the, the whole building being fitted together grows into a holy temple in the Lord. That's the building. Watch it. Go to the next verse. In whom you also are being built together as a dwelling So how we be, what's the purpose of our being built together? We are being built together as the dwelling place of God. This is, this is, which, this is the whole thing about church. So remember, huh, this is good. When he called Abraham, he was thinking about the church. Isaac, he was thinking about the church. Jacob, he was thinking about the church. Israel, he was thinking about the church. When Moses came, he was thinking about the church. When David came, he was thinking about the So when David said, your house, he said, hey! You got it. You got it. I'm the God of the house of God, Bethel. El Bethel. Jacob, build a temple. 
an altar and call the place El Bethel, the God of the house of God. So all that he was doing, that is why they walk with him by faith. Listen to this, you like this. As I read earlier on, they, they didn't settle anywhere because they were looking for a city. But this will shock you. The last point on this matter will shock you. Hebrews chapter 11, look at this. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 39. All these guys say, I'm sorry for beating you. It's all right, it's all right, I feel anointed. All these, who are the all these? Verse one, sorry, verse three. Uh, verse two, verse, verse two. He said, by, verse two. He said, by it. What's the it? Verse one. Verse one said, now, faith. Everybody say faith. faith. Say faith. faith. I can't hear, say faith. faith. Now, faith is the something. He said, for by it, verse two. For by it, by faith, the elders obtain a good report. Verse three, he said, by faith, we understand. We, we understand that the wells were framed. Verse four, by faith, Abel. Verse 5, by faith, Enoch. Verse 7, by faith, Noah. Verse 8, by faith, Abraham. Verse verse 11, by faith, Sarah herself. So it continues, verse 19, by faith, uh, Isaac and Jacob, they're blessed. By faith, Moses. By faith, Joseph. By faith, then he said that time will not permit me. He said by faith, verse 29, by faith, they went through the Red Sea. As in the dry ground. They, They passed through. Then... First, look at verse 32. He said, what more can I say? Time will not permit me. What more shall I say? For time will not fa- will fail me to tell of Gideon, of Barak, of Samson, of Jabez, also of David, Samuel, and prophets. All of these guys, what did they do? Said, verse 32, who through faith subdued kingdoms, worked righteousness, obtained promises, stopped the mouth of lions, quenched the violence of fire, escaped the edge of sword, of the sword, out of weakness, were made strong, became valiant in battle, turned to flight. The armies, he kept on and kept on. All these people, these people, faith, faith. Look at verse 39. But he says that, and all these, having obtained good testimony through faith, did not receive the church. Did not receive. Look at what he says about us. Go to the next one. God having provided something better for us. That they should not be made perfect without us. Because the faith they were living by was pointing to the church. So now, we, the church, we validate the authenticity of their faith. So without us, what they did was nonsense. Without all the things they were doing, Ah, that makes me know that if your faith is not that targeted towards the house of God, it's a questionable faith. It's a para- parasitic faith. You are a parasite to just take from God and go. But God is building. He has a purpose. His eternal economy, his eternal program is to build with stones. So he says, and we are the lively, First Peter chapter 2, verse 5, and he says that we are lively stones. We are the living stones for the building of his house. He says that ye also, as living stones, are being built up a spiritual what? A spiritual what? So this is not a natural temple made by hands. 
is a spiritual house. The church is a spiritual house. That is why we can meet in a hotel and doesn't spoil anything. Ah. We can meet anywhere because the building is not the physical building. We are the house of God. We are the house of God. Now let me finish this by bringing you in. Do you have any responsibility? Yes, sir. Jesus said, Matthew chapter 16, verse 16. Peter said, you are the son of the living God. Simon Peter answered and said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. And then what did Jesus say? Jesus said, blessed. Jesus answered, blessed, blessed or blessed? Which one is it? Blessed. Blessed. Not blessed. Blessed, blessed. Okay. Blessed are you, Simon? By Jonah, for flesh and blood has not revealed unto you. That's a good point. Because Jesus said it's a good point. But see the next thing he said, that's more important for me. Can we already allow? And I also say to you that you are Peter. And upon this rock, I'll, upon this rock, I'll build my church. Uh, but is Jesus a builder? Yes. He never described himself a, like, as a builder till they found out who is the Christ. The Christ is the one who built the house of God. And he says, upon the revelation you have of me, he said, upon this rock, I will build my church. So Jesus came to build the church, to build, to talk in, the, in terms of David, to build the house. The house Jacob saw, the house David desired, Jesus came to build it. But the good news is that he is how did he start building the house? Can I give you two more scriptures and then we go? Oh, you are, you are very tired. Eh? All right. Let's end then since you are tired. Can I give you two more scriptures? Right, so, okay, let's do this quickly. In Colossians chapter 1, verse 24. Grandma, how are you? It's nice to see you. Colossians chapter. Colossians chapter 1, verse 24. Are you ready? He said, I glory in my sufferings for you. You don't suffer for anybody. Some people will tell you, why are you killing yourself for the church? That's Satan's language. Even Jesus killed himself, died for the church. Jesus, Philip, Jesus, <laughs> he died for the church. Say, why won't you do, if you are a Jesus man, why won't you do that? And you have allow people to bully you and say, but do you have to kill yourself for a church? Why well, do you have to kill yourself for a church? It's because you don't know the God of the church. If you really love this God of the church, nothing for the church is too much. Anything for the building of God's house becomes a priority for you. That's why the people who gossip about churches and lambast pastors, they are Satan's agents. Not conscious Satan agents, yes, yes. but subconscious, unconscious, working with the devil, destroying churches. God will hold you accountable. Those of you who like gossiping and destroying churches, this one, this church like this, this blah, 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 you bring yourself under judgment, but what I don't like is not, it's not just you alone. It comes on you and your children and your health. Yes. Don't touch the church. If you want to try something, please leave the church alone. 
Because you pick a quarrel with God. You pick a quarrel with God. He died for the church. And but people, people are funny. You are even the funniest. Human beings, what do you? Every human being, every human being eats and releases waste. Waste. So what is a human beings are funny because they are people's things. That's human for you. And yet, 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 listen, listen, yet, listen to this, it has pleased God to use human beings. Even you who think you are perfect, but you know, we, we don't know you, you have issues. You have issues, private struggles. In fact, you know that really, sometimes you admit that you're a hypocrite. Yeah. <laughs> Even you, God wants to use you. God wants to use everyone. Jacob, Jacob, why would God call himself the God of Jacob, the thief? Why would he call himself, I'm the God of Jacob? At least he should have done, said, I'm the God of Israel, because he changed his name to Israel. Perhaps now, he calls him the God of Jacob. Jacob, the dodgy one. Jacob, the one who trick you. But God called himself the God of Jacob. So why are, you, why are you having so much problems with other Christians because this Christian, I saw her lying. But you know that there's a, some genuine side of her that really likes God. But like you, you also, she's also struggling. And let alone to attack the church. And some of you love the hotspots. You, you attack pastors. You love it. You, it's like your, it's, it's your hobby. As for these small boys pastors, shame on you. You love it. You love it. Unless you don't hear anything against your pastors, you love it. You're actually making Satan's work easier. He likes you. I'm telling you. Am I trying to say pastors are perfect? No. How can any human being be perfect? How can? Even John the Baptist, after introducing Jesus, was asking in Luke chapter 7, verse 22, are you the one to come or should I accept somebody else? But you just introduces him. Now today, when your circumstances have changed, suddenly, it's easy. Bible says that people kill the prophet. Don't join those who kill the prophets. God will not spare you. Some of us, we have stabbed pastors, and you have to repent. You have to repent. Yes, you knew, you knew he did maybe something that was not the best. But if you be honest, you know that person is actually genuine towards God. Just that some behavior I don't like, I don't. You have killed prophets. Somebody was about to become a success, good man of God. You killed him. With your, your you went, people who were following, ah, this one. And now he's going to preach. Everyone is, is not following him. You are a killer of prophets. And I'm telling you, I don't want to go to another scripture in Matthew chapter 22 and 23. There's no time. I'll show you. It's, it's dangerous. It's dangerous. If I show you your future in Matthew, hey, hey. It's nice to see. There's a man. There's a man in the Bible. He said, I'm going to kill people who are building the church. I'm attacking them. Acts chapter, chapter 9. This is called Saul. Hey. This has appeared. He said, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? He said, Who are you? He said, I'm Jesus. Who are you? I'm, I'm, I'm oh. not touching you. You're powerful like this. I'm, I'm. He said, yeah, I'm the one. If you attack the church, you have attacked me. Yeah. Ephesians chapter 5. He said, Christ loved the church and gave, verse 25, and gave himself for the church. And he said, he's coming back for the church. You get busy condemning the church. Satan doesn't like the church. So don't join him. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Can I add this one? Listen. Me, 
That's why I don't, I don't, I don't stop going to all churches. Uh, hey! hey, it won't affect those of us who are going, you know. You, you need, look at your situation. Look at your situation. When you are sleeping, it's like somebody's running after you. Look at your situation. Doctors cannot help you. Had it not been for church, that woman wouldn't have had a baby. Had it not been for church, chemo patient, three times, he's still suffering. Oh, I don't, I don't like that. You don't come, go! I don't mean come, okay. <laughs> but you understand what I'm saying? You understand what I'm saying? Sometimes we, we let this thing enter into our heads. You treat church like you are treating Tesco. Okay, I won't, I won't shop from Tesco again. I also get it from Asda. <laughs> Listen! God calls prophets to help people. Sometimes some of the prophets, they have issues. I'm not talking about ungodly, ungodliness. But character differences. Sometimes the way they talk is not nice. Like some, you know, sometimes some of the things I'll say, not intentional, but some of you will find it that not, not nice, not nice at all. But possibly I can save your health. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not nice, but I can save your health. Come and try. Let me pray for you. You will see that the things will change. In this church, we don't bury people. Yes. We, we, that's the truth. We don't bury people. Hey, how huh? makes you say that? If you knew what I knew, you would say what I'm saying. Yes. Tell someone, please, if you want to fight, don't, don't take it towards the church. Tell someone. you want to, if you have a nice maybe toy gun, you want to be firing it or, you know, it hurts. Why would you go and look for lions to play that game with? Don't play games with lions. You can do that with little, little cats, the fat ones that are on our streets. But not lions. Hey! No! Don't go and pull a dog uh, sleeping. Don't go and pull it by the ear. So No! You can do that for, to a rabbit, and you'll be free. If there's a song, someone sang a certain song. He said, if you eat, the, in, in Africa, they, they have a stick they choose like a, for dental purposes. Chewing stick. So if you chew chewing stick, you'll be fine. If you chew cola, you'll be okay, because it's meant to be for chewing. If you chew, if you, you chew biscuit, you don't chew biscuit. But let's say if you chew, you'll be fine. But if you go for red pepper, pepper. and you chew chili, it, chili, your chili, nose, chili pepper, your nose will, will run. Chewing stick is different from hot pepper. You sued your company, and you got a lot of money, and life is going better. Don't do the church like that. You will never recover. Your, all your organs will start shutting down one after the other. Because when God says he punish you, you may, if you are born again, you may still go to heaven, but you will suffer on earth. And usually it's not only you, you and your children and your children's children. Some of us are suffering because your mother attacked the church. Your father attacked it. I'm telling you, I'm a prophet. I'm speaking as a prophet. Jesus said, you killed the prophets who are sent to you. And you, 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 your children build their tombs. He said, woe to you! God's biggest focus on earth is the church. 
any nation where the church is not this, this is, is that where the church is dishonored and the church is not valued and the church is attacked constantly the nation doesn't do well that's why we really have to pray for United Kingdom United Kingdom has been doing so well because there's church everywhere there's no community without a church building that's the secret of this nation, but they don't, the, the children don't know. Because the fathers, it got to a time, they lost the impetus. They, they lost sight of what really matters. And now it has become money and material things chasing. And church buildings are being sold and converted into apartments. To an extent, it makes economic sense because no one is going. And we are coming here. There is a church we meet, we pray in, during the weekdays. We try to negotiate with them because we are every day, the whole year. Don't, you can't charge us like we charge someone who's coming to do an event one day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Back and forth. One person said, no, no, we don't want them here. They used it for parties. <laughs> oh, no, no. Just, just something to think about. Something to think about. Look at where we meet. There are big, big facilities that belong to the church, church yeah. but it's being given to developers. Being given to developers. So that's why it looks like the church, the organized church has lost its influence in this country. Because it, the church doesn't really matter anymore. It's just a religious persuasion. But to some of us, it's our life. Yes. Yes. So some of our family members here, you don't understand why we go to church like that. It's not the church you think we go. It's the Christ we have found. We love Jesus and we will be, we will be part of his church. Listen, Karis, hey, listen to me. Some of you are visitors. Hey, you know, mom, it's nice to see you. Hey, hey, we, my darling, it's nice to see you. I actually like your eyeshadow, you know, it's nice. But listen, we have church every day, every day. Have you seen some before? We have church every, apart from the Catholic church, we give them the credit. They have is more than us. Morning mass, evening mass. Morning mass, evening mass. Morning mass, evening mass. The Catholic, that's why they have lasted. We, we carries. We don't have a church building, but we have a church, church service every day, every day, for 365 days, every day. Yesterday we had service. So can you imagine, if you have a, a, a family member who is in carries, you'll be having problems. Why are you going to church like that? I have to stop, I have to stop. I have to stop. I went off. I was going to show you how we are co-laborers with God. Right. Uh, I quoted Colossians. Should I feel? No, I have to stop. In the evening. Okay. You let me stop because we have to close. Paul said, I have so far for Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> We love God's word. Because we are a church. We are not a mosque. We are not a community social center. We are a church. We are a household of God. When you come here, you must hear God's word. We may not teach you how to go and make money. But one thing we will give you. We will give you the oracles of God. The oracles of God. The oracles of God. The oracles of God. And we are very, you know, he said that they are very strange. There are strange, strange things happening. When you go into a midst of very crazy people, excited people, you see strange things. Yes. 
It's only normal people, they come to church and you are very excited. They wonder why are you so excited in church. But when they go to the cinema, hey, hey, a football stadium, hey, hey, or recent boxing, uh, some Joshua versus Vladimir. Is it Vladimir? Joshua versus Vladimir. Hey, ha, who, ha, who. It's okay to be excited, but not in church. The devil is a liar. The devil is a liar. Because Satan is like a cricketer who feels bad. There's no bad. Satan is like a boxer who always gets knockout and left and the right and the uppercut. Jesus knocked him out of the ring. (laughs) If you don't understand why we are so excited, it's because because we are the Jesus people. people. Everybody's excited about something. So you may look cool, but you may be excited about sex, excited about ice cream, excited about movies, excited about porn, excited about women, excited about men, excited about money, excited about different things, antique. Everybody's excited about something. So please, excuse me why I get excited about Jesus. Amen. Please, I have to close. Did you receive something? Yes. Please bow your heads with me. Please bow your heads with me. If you are here, maybe you are here, you want to say, Pastor, pray with me. I want to start afresh with Jesus. I know God is speaking to me, God is calling me, but I have not really responded the way I know I should. But now I want to. I believe this is my time. I want to invite Jesus into my heart. I want to surrender to Jesus. I want to say yes to the Lord. Pastor, please pray with me. It doesn't matter what it feels, but I genuinely know that my time has come because I am part of God's house. I know, and I'm ready. Pastor, pray with me. I want to give my life to Jesus, or I want to invite Jesus into my heart. If that's your genuine prayer, please uh, slip up your right hand. Let me see so I can pray with you. God bless you. Please lift up your two hands as a sign of surrenderance to Jesus. And say this after me. Say, Lord Jesus, I know I am a sinner and I've sinned against you. But I believe you died on the cross to save me from my sins. Today, I've made up my mind to follow you, to go God's way the rest of my life. So I make a commitment. I'll live for you. I invite you into my life to be my Lord and my Savior. I will live my life for you. Help me to understand it more. Thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Father, I thank you for my precious brother and sisters. They heard your voice and they have come for it. I pray help them to be strong in you. Help them to grow as a strong, not just a stone in your house, but pillar in your house. I bless them. Any attack on their health, on their family, their lives, I stand here as your prophet and I rebuke the attacks of their lives and I speak peace in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening. For more resources, please visit caris.org or call us on 0207-740-9960. God bless you.